This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Good evening. She got her political start right here in the Bay Area and ended up becoming the longest serving female senator in U.S. history. But today, California Senator Dianne Feinstein announced what many had already expected, that she will not seek re-election. Feinstein, who is 89, is considered a trailblazer on many fronts during her 30-year career in Washington. She wrote and helped pass a federal assault weapons ban, which has now expired, and she recently introduced a similar version of the bill after the mass shootings in Monterey Park and Half Moon Bay. While on the Senate Intelligence Committee, Feinstein also helped expose the CIA's use of torture during interrogations, and she was also a protector of women's rights and LGBTQ rights. That lengthy career all started right here in the Bay Area, and our Katie Nielsen dipped into the CBS News Bay Area archives and looks back at the senator's local legacy. Well, I don't think the board has really done their homework when it comes to taxation. Diane Feinstein first held elected office on the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco in 1969, then became the first woman to be president of the board in the 1970s. The course of her political career drastically shifted in 1978 as she announced the assassinations of then-Mayor George Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk. Both Mayor Moscone and Supervisor Harvey Milk have been shot and killed. Suspect is Supervisor Dan White. Feinstein became mayor in the aftermath, a position she held for the next 10 years. Diane Feinstein has been incredibly significant in this city, pre-mayorship, post-mayorship. Former San Francisco Mayor Willie Brown was serving in the state assembly as Feinstein was gaining political momentum in San Francisco. I know that at all times, Diane will do what she thinks is in the best interest of public policy making. During the AIDS crisis, then Mayor Feinstein earmarked $3.5 million for the city's AIDS budget, which was more than President Reagan allotted for the entire country. Very few people know this. Mayor Dianne Feinstein's AIDS budget for the city of San Francisco was bigger than President Reagan's AIDS budget was for the entire nation. And that was true for two years in a row in the mid-80s. In 1990, Feinstein ran unsuccessfully for governor of California against Pete Wilson, then two years later exploded onto the national scene, winning her bid for Senate in 1992, a position she's held ever since. Diane always was, and I think she always will be, probably the most viable, sensible politician on the Democratic side to run statewide. And current Governor Newsom tweeted this photo, calling Feinstein a powerful champion who opened doors for generations of women leaders, adding California and the nation owe her a deep debt of gratitude. Feinstein will continue to serve out her term through 2024, which means Governor Newsom will not appoint her replacement. Even before today's announcement, though, there was plenty of interest in her seat already. Congressman Adam Schiff and Congresswoman Katie Porter, both from Southern California, have announced their intentions to run. Oakland Congresswoman Barbara Lee has also expressed interest, but she hasn't officially announced. We spoke with Dr. David McEwen, a political science professor at Sonoma State. Here's what he had to say on the future of Feinstein's seat. So if there's five or six candidates 
and for Democrats, that provides an opening for a Republican to slide in there under California's top two, something to watch uh, as we move forward. Dr. McEwen also says any candidate looking to run could possibly spend thousands of dollars a week as the Senate race has a potential to be the most expensive race in U.S. history. And we do have more on Senator Feinstein's achievements on our website. You'll find it at kpix.com. All right, now to Oakland. Heartbreaking story. A beloved baker who was killed last week after being robbed continues giving back even after her death. Jen Angel of Angel Cakes Bakery donated her organs. It was her wish, and last night it was granted via surgery. Jen's family says it is fitting that her final act is one of generosity. Her choice to be an organ donor will lengthen and improve the lives of up to 70 people. And today, Oakland's mayor gathered with police and community leaders to announce new public safety measures. And some are now wondering if this was the mayor's way of sending a message to the police chief still out on forced leave. Our John Ramos reports. The topic of today's press conference was public safety. And though the mayor didn't want to talk about police chief LaRon Armstrong, she may have been sending a message. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oakland Mayor Shang Tao gathered business leaders and police brass to announce public safety initiatives for downtown and business districts around the city. Most of the measures involving police already exist, like community liaison officers and the traffic enforcement unit to combat dangerous driving. But there was one new wrinkle. Starting next week, you will see a return of our walking officers to our business and neighborhood shopping districts. This is a unit that hasn't been in existence for the past two years, so this is an exciting time to expand our relationships in the business community and our neighborhoods. That may come as welcome news to businesses along Broadway. They've been enduring brazen crime in their area for months and often complain about lack of police response. Alicia Kidd owns a wine bar in the downtown area. And in order for Oakland to thrive 365, we need to have OPD, we need to have our community policing as well as the community to help continue um, our businesses and the safety of our customers and employees and owners. But the most glaring question in the room was about who wasn't in the room. Chief LaRon Armstrong was put on forced administrative leave last month by Mayor Tao, and she once again declined to address the situation. There's no update. Again, we're taking the investigation very seriously, and um, you all will know when we get an update. But with the chief still out and the mayor appearing with acting chief Darren Allison to discuss new public safety initiatives, supporters of Armstrong, like Chinatown leader Carl Chan, see a deeper message. At this moment, you know, uh, when uh, you know, our mayor is calling for this uh, press conference, I am only uh, can think of, you know, it's more of a political move than anything else. Armstrong has strong and vocal support from many in the community who are demanding he be reinstated. Chan says they have gotten no further information from the mayor's office about the chief, and he thinks Tuesday's press conference may be a signal that Tao plans to move on without Armstrong. It's just puzzling, and people may be thinking, uh, are you uh, trying to work with the chief now, or are you going to be firing the chief? So I think this is a question that we all want to know uh, as soon as possible. Mayor Tao has said she's waiting for more information, but no one is quite sure what's left to investigate. Some feel she may be looking for the best time to make a move that could be unpopular with a lot of people. Chief Armstrong was placed on paid leave January 19th, and this happened after his handling of an internal affairs case was criticized in a federal monitor's report. The police commission is set to meet tomorrow to discuss any possible disciplinary actions.
San Francisco Mayor London Breed introducing extra funding for law enforcement. A $27 billion budget supplemental will fund overtime pay for police. SFPD saw total overtime more than double in the past year. So according to them, it's because of severe staffing shortages. An additional 200,000 will allow for three additional prosecutors in DA Brooke Jenkins' office. The city specifically emphasized a crackdown on open-air drug dealing as a beneficiary of the funding. And Supervisor Matt Dorsey proposed legislation today aimed at fentanyl dealers, specifically those who happen to be undocumented immigrants. Dorsey's law would allow the city to help U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So right now, San Francisco's status as a sanctuary city prohibits that kind of cooperation with ICE, though there are exceptions for other crimes deemed serious enough. Fentanyl claimed roughly 450 lives in 2022.